You're watching The Luke Bryan Show. All right, so, Brian, one of the things you and I, uh, well, we both love country music, and, and The Luke Bryan Show is really named after one of our favorite country artists. But, you know, what? What? how am I going to tie this in? You're probably wondering right now. So Brian had this love for country music, which he has now conveyed to me, and, and now I love country music. But Brian learned to love country music when he was down in college in the States. And so I'm going to tie this into kind of one of our core values through this uh, circuitous reasoning. <laughs> I love how I learned so many things from you and you learned from me country music and, and having a beard. <laughs> These are the things you learned from me. It's good. Well, those are some of the best parts of my life. Um, no, the, uh, so competence, competence is one of our core values. And, and like, and what does that mean? We want to be great travelers. We want to just be at the very top of our field or near the, as, as close to the top as you can be. And you and I have both had just a ton of success in the courtroom, but you know, uh, you growing up, I mean, learning excellence and learning how to be really good at something. And, and so baseball was a real passion of yours. So to talk a bit about that and kind of what that looked like for you. Yeah, I mean, they all kind of flow together. So you have the uh, hard work, um, obviously, is and the commitment to that is is something, you know, you can't have one without the other. I don't think you can be uh, excellent at what you do without putting the time in. And so um, with baseball, yeah, I don't know how far back you want me to go, but baseball for me was something that I always enjoyed and uh, started out quite young. And then probably wasn't until I was 12 or 13. And I remember my friends were playing ball and I wasn't sure whether I wanted to play or not play anymore and uh, my my dad had been pushing me pretty hard because he thought I was pretty good and so he kept pushing me to, to play in my um, I remember thinking that it was his dream not my dream to be to be a baseball player and I remember telling him you know I don't want to play anymore and I wasn't sure how he would take it and he was super supportive which was you know very uh, odd to me but he was like sure son you know whatever whatever makes you happy and so I didn't play and then uh, much to much to my surprise, I was very unhappy not playing that summer with uh, everyone else, all my friends playing, uh, all stars. And um, the next year I came back with Vengeance and I worked so hard. Uh, I was the first one on the field, the last one off the field and uh, soaked up as much as I could and got uh, really good at that point and ended up uh, playing professionally for a period of time and played down in the States a lot. So back to your uh, country, I played in uh, Oklahoma. Um, also played in Baltimore, uh, but my time in Oklahoma, I'd say is probably uh, some of the most memorable. I played for a team called Seminole State. Um, they were at the time uh, the winningest junior college in the nation. So there's over 400 teams and they had the highest record. I think they were over 80% win rate. Um, and yeah, their commitment to excellence was uh, awesome and such a we, you know, you'd get up at four in the morning and you'd go run and do workouts that only 1% of the world could do. And, um, you know, then you'd go to class and you'd work out again and then you'd play baseball all day, all night. And, uh, you know, it was, yeah, it was, it was something. Um, one of the stories you've told me about that experience, and I'm not sure if it was a Seminole State or one of the other schools was, uh, is looking to the guy beside you and what your coach talked. And I, I think that to me, and it, it doesn't, it's more about the collaboration piece with us, but it's a big part, I think, of, of 
you and our story is like, you know, just being there for each other. Tell, talk a bit about that story. Yeah. So I talk about doing the workouts that, you know, less than 1% of the world can do. Our entire team could do them. And so everyone was, um, worked really hard, uh, physically. And, and one of the workouts that we did is they would have us do these nine fives. So you'd have to do a bunch of running and under timed. And, um, at the end of it, you would do these ridiculous workouts. And, uh, one of them was a Superman pose or these planks or, or whatever. And, um, the coach would always, uh, tell us if you're thinking about quitting, look to your left and look to your right. Um, and a lot of the reason, uh, you know, you're sitting there going, man, I just want to, I want to give up or, or I don't want to push through this. And you look over and they're looking at you for strength and you're looking at them for strength and they don't know that you're looking at them for strength and that they're looking at you. And so you're kind of stronger together. And uh, a lot of it is that team and that collaboration, um, to, to push through and, and work harder. Um, yeah, and I remember there was a, a poem that they always had for us, um, and we had to say it each day, but uh, I'll probably butcher it now. It's probably been 20 years since I've said it, but it was, uh, this is the beginning of a new day, and I've been given this day to use as I will, and I can use it for good or, or I can waste it, and what to do, what what I do today is important because I'm exchanging a day of my life for it. And when tomorrow comes, today will be gone forever. Having on its place, whatever I've traded for it, I pledge to myself that it will be good, not evil, success, not failure, uh, so that I shall not regret the price that I paid for this day. And so it was every day working and making sure that you put that time in. Um, and yeah, he didn't regret the price that you paid for that day. Yeah, and so some of the success you had, I think you, what did, you went to the World Series of Baseball for junior college. and um, Yeah, we finished third in the junior college World Series that year. Um, and how many out of how many teams in the, the country? Yeah, so it would have been over 400 teams at the time. Yeah. Um, you play in the regionals and the super regionals, and you eventually make your way to the World Series, which was held in Grand Junction, Colorado. Um, that was quite an interesting experience. Um, how many people did you play in front of there? I think there was, I think they said there was like 60,000 or something. Yeah, so it yeah. was, you know, not quite as big as uh, some of the big sporting arenas, but yeah, it was, it was the most amount of people I've ever played in front of for sure. Yeah. And it's quite, quite nerve wracking. And so being on that field is you kind of forget it all and forget yeah. that it's all there. Um, and I think you've said some the number of your uh, teammates got drafted into the major leagues and played. Yeah, basically the entire starting lineup got drafted. I wasn't a part of the starting lineup, so yeah. I didn't get drafted. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I did end up playing professionally for a short period of time for the Canadian Baseball League. I played for about six months. Um, I was the youngest player on the professional team at the time. Um, yeah, and just incredible ball players on on that team as well. And and again, the commitment to excellence and uh, training. I remember at the time the coach didn't like my swing, and so trying to unlearn a swing and relearn a swing was a lot of work. Um, but you know, you put in the time and, and you put in the work, and uh, the results come from it. Yeah, and one of the I think the things that has translated into law and that is you know I, I think of you know an experience you and I had last year. Uh, I was in a trial and. Um, one of the lawyers on my team was, was having a tough time and, and, and you stepped up and, and it was the night, you know, the day before closing argument was to be delivered and, and uh, you stepped up and stay up most of the night to help me finish that closing argument. And, and that, you know, I think about that in terms of the culture and, and the taking care of each other and how powerful that is and, and, and how that's translated into the culture of a law firm from the culture of, you know, baseball or hockey that I played. Yeah, so... 
we have a saying and it's leave it all in the field, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's what it's all about for me is knowing that if I put in everything that I have and I give it everything I have and know that if I'm giving it more than I think most people will give it and I, and I leave it all in the field, that, you know, win, lose or draw, uh, the client got the best representation that they can. And, and the best part about leaving it all in the field is and, and the collaboration piece is that, you know, it's not just me leaving it all in the field, but it's all of us leaving it all in the field. And, and so in that situation, you know, it was you putting in everything you have, but then also having the extra horsepower of other people on the firm stepping up and being able to help out and, and leave everything they have on the field and, and knowing that they're not quitting because you're not quitting, you know, mm -hmm. and looking to the left and looking to the right. Um, but you also had a, a lot of connection with sports growing up. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that and how that's uh, played into uh, your competency. Yeah, I think for me, sports was a huge part of my upbringing and uh, a lot for me, it was a lot of hockey, uh, skiing, uh, probably did almost every water sport you can imagine, was a lifeguard, swam competitively, um, but just love being active and I'm always an on-the-go kind of person, so it's, uh, but what I learned, what I loved most about hockey and I refed and I coached and I played and, and played well into my adult years, what I loved the most was that team piece and 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 there's such a powerful feeling for me of of having success together and working hard for that success and battling through adversity and that that's one thing that just translate directly into what we do is is that adversity piece like our every day is is fighting our clients adversity and 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 standing up for them in, in a in a very um intense arena um, you know, the beginning of law is so, so challenging is, um, you know, you're a junior lawyer, you walk in a courtroom. So if you're in a, you're in a situation where your clients there, um, the other, the other lawyers trying to make you look bad, the judge ha might have no patience for you. Uh, just, you know, they Especially don't, if you don't have gray hair yet. <laughs> exactly. They don't care that you're a junior lawyer. It doesn't matter to them. Your client's sitting there, they're paying you. And if you don't perform, they're going to be, you know, down your throat. So, so it's a, such an intense environment. And, and I think that, well, tying that into the team thing is like, you know, when we center young lawyers into into court we we back them in every way we can you ultimately have to get there yourself but but it's it's providing the support and and a in a in a supportive environment at work and giving them the tools so they can be successful in that environment that's a big part of what i, I learned in 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 playing a lot of sports was every team member is important and everyone's contribution is important and really you're only going to be as successful as you are together and, and leaving people behind isn't, isn't a viable option on, on a good team. And to me, it's really, it's, it's, it's having that, that success together as a group. And that really might, means a lot to me. So with that commitment to excellent peace, I mean, the competency, I mean, obviously working together in the collaboration and the hard work is all a part of it, but what about the competency piece specifically? Yeah. And so that, that's, um, something that matters a lot to me and that, that only comes one way. It comes through hard work. You can be the smartest person in law school and not succeed as a, as a lawyer. Um, I think that for me, um, that's always been a hallmark of my life. And I think yours too. I, I, my first job was six years old, picking berries. And uh, I remember I picked berries every year till I was 13 or 14. Um, and all the money from picking berries went to pay my hockey registration. I never saw a penny of it. And um, and then I got a paper out when I was 13 and I was uh, in this rural area, I had 20 papers in, and it was seven miles. And I lived on a, on a mountainside. So I rode it and I rode my bike up the mountain every day. Um, I think it was like an hour to deliver 20 papers. And I was, I made about $50 a month doing that. When I worked back the, math on, <laughs> the math on that, it's like a dollar an hour or something ridiculous. But, but, 
so, clean, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but hard work has always been a part of my life. I I worked in really hard jobs going through school and 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 supporting myself through school, and, and my wife helped support me a lot too. But um, hard work is is to me is a hallmark of of being successful as a lawyer, and you just can't get through the the hardship of of learning the the skill. Uh, the analogy you and I have talked a lot about is it's like count climbing Mount Everest and and two two things you need to climb Mount Everest. One, you need the the, the ability to do it yourself and just you need the route, the determination. But yeah, you need someone to guide you up the mountain too, right? And so it's that. that so you not step in the Hillary step. Exactly. Yeah, you need the Sherpa, right? Yeah, uh, someone who's gonna <laughs> take you take you the right route up up that mountain. And so the law's a lot like that. And um and I think a lot of people guided me up that mountain. And and you and I, you and I are now guiding other people up the mountain and, and that to me is super rewarding and and is really that team piece and and the thing that i've translated from playing all the team sports into into the law firm yeah well i mean the most apt example i can give in from baseball is uh, you know I, I worked hard and you know we had a lot of coaches that put in a bunch of time but they were you know dads or or whatever they weren't professionals or hadn't gone through uh, all the training and then you know when i started to play professionally and and some of those higher leagues and levels and the coaches had played professionally and uh, just had so much not not more to offer i mean i think you know the dads obviously put in all their time but but had a lot more knowledge uh and the how much better you can get in a short period of time when you have that sort of guidance and that mentorship and uh you know we talk about standing on the shoulders of giants and not recreating the wheel and all of those types of things is um yeah quite staggering and you know being able to being able to be in in a in a law firm where you're surrounded by excellence uh, and everyone that can throw down the ladder and tell you where not to step and guide you up that mountain, um, you can certainly climb a, a lot faster rather than you know making mistakes and learning from them and then trying to learn the next one and making mistakes and learning from them. You can kind of avoid a lot of those mistakes by uh, knowing what the right the right spot to step is, and, and that's been obviously very helpful for me in my career is knowing where not to step. One of the other pieces around that is um, just the, um, in terms of the commitment and the competency is just, it's that, it's the adversity piece. And, and um, I think adversity is, is, is often life defining for people um, and how we deal with it. And you and I have both had, you know, various adversities in our lives. And, and I think that a big part of what we do in terms of, I guess the hard, the hard parts of law is, is, is that adversity, uh, overcoming that adversity and the resilience. And so one of the things you went through is, is the end of your baseball career, bring it back to that was like suffered an, a pretty significant injury and lost that. So talk a bit about, you know, the loss of baseball and what that meant to you. And then, and then how that ex experiencing that adversity and getting through it has, has made you a stronger person now. Yeah. Good questions. Um, yeah, so I, I had a pretty serious back injury, um, a sciatica injury and uh, a bunch of inflamed vertebrae and uh, was on a couch for a long period of time and uh, wasn't able to really get back into baseball uh, despite trying numerous times. Uh, never quite let it heal up, but kept making these teams. So would push myself and the doc was like, hey, you're about 90%, you're not quite there. Um, and I'd be like, oh, I'm good enough, you know, and you kind of go in and one real-time game swing and collapse on the ground. And it was very frustrating. So at the time I was in the best shape that I'd ever been in and probably ever will be again. And, you know, you're in your, you're in your, uh, late teens, early twenties and your body gives up on you and, uh, you know, it's a frustrating thing. And so, um, had to kind of reset and, uh, 
figure out where you wanted to go from there. And so I was always good at school and I was a student athlete and I was like, well, hopefully my brain won't give out on me. And, uh, you know, when my body does, so, uh, went back to school and, and really kind of focused on that and, um, yeah, just, just hit the reset button. Um, and yeah, I thought I wanted to be a doctor and that obviously didn't work out. And then, uh, landed in the legal sphere for a number of different reasons and, yeah, I just really kind of had to reassess what's important to me and, and what I wanted to do and what I wanted to get out of life and what I wanted to leave behind. And that's um, really what drove me and, and pushed me to be where I am today, for sure. Yeah. And that, so, you know, in terms of what we do now, how has that helped you in terms of that experience of going through that adversity and overcoming it? Uh, talk a bit about, you know, the translation of that into law and, and as specifically as it relates to, I think it's a big part of the commitment piece. It's working through those, you know, those real hard times. Yeah, they're tools in your belt, ultimately, is is the way I like to think about it, is, you know, you go through those uh, adversities and, and you find your way through them and you put that tool in your belt again. And then throughout life, there's going to be more adversities and there's things that you're going to go through in difficult times. And knowing that you've already been through them and you've picked yourself up, up and you've dusted yourself off and you've uh, pushed through those is, is something where you go, okay, well, I've done it once, I can do it again. And then, you know, you've done it again. And then you're like, okay, I can do it. I've done it twice. I can do it three times. And then it just becomes a... a a confidence builder and, and you know that you can do it and that that sort of confidence in yourself uh, is something that takes a, a long time and then a lifetime really to to build but you just kind of do it by pushing through and getting there uh, again and again and again and um, some of the scariest times I ever had was uh, those first times in a courtroom knowing that you have somebody's life in your hands it's 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 for them it's everything for you it's a few days in a courtroom and win lose or draw you know you can go back to your life but for them whatever decision the judge makes is the final decision and so you know you're it's a lot of weight it's a lot of weight and so, so it, weight. It, you know it's 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 scary and you don't think you can do it and i I actually remember the first time it happened to me, I was in my articles and I had uh, a case, it was an application. Um, and uh, I remember the client, she was the sweetest uh, old uh, woman and she had uh, balance issues and she had under, undergone some testing. Um, and the testing really, really broke her and, and, and there was no way she could go through it again. And so I, I was like very passionate about it and didn't want her to go through it again, but the law wasn't very supportive of me. And so I was having a difficult time trying to find a way through to stop uh, the the defense from getting their own uh, independent examination that would have had more testing. And I remember it was an assignment that uh, you had given to me. And I remember being there uh, Saturday night. You gave it to me early in the week and I've been working on it all week. And um, it was Saturday night and I remember being there late going, I can't do this. And it was the first time in my career and the last time uh, that I thought I actually couldn't do it. And uh, the only reason I pushed through it was because you'd given it to me and I knew that you wouldn't give me something that you didn't think that I could succeed at or, or, or you know, uh, do a good job at. And so it was your confidence and faith in me that made me not finish that email and send it to you saying, Luke, I, I can't do this. You need to do the application on Monday. And instead I buckled down, pushed through the adversity and, uh, worked all day, uh, Sunday and got an early Monday and, uh, was successful on the application Monday morning and, uh, managed to keep her out of having to go through that testing again. And, um, yeah, and that's, I've done a lot more difficult things since then in law, but, um, for me, that was uh, the tool that I put in my belt saying, you know, if, if, 
Luke trusts me or somebody else trusts me to do this, that um, I can do this uh, and go through it. And so that's something that uh, has pushed us, I think, in our careers, but also with how we mentor and, and the firm that we have is we don't want to put people in a position to fail um, and make sure that they have the ability to succeed and that they have the skills to succeed. And um, yeah, that's definitely talk about the tools and putting them in your belt and overcoming adversity. And that's, that's the memory that stands out the most for me. That's, that's a great story. Um, one of the stories that I uh, thought about when you were telling your last story was just, uh, we have, so we have this tradition of when we have a trial, we usually have a trial song <laughs> and, yeah. um, and we've gone through a number of trial songs and, and the one that keeps coming back though is the eight mile yeah. M&M and, and yeah. there's one line in that song and it's just so powerful. And I, I, every time I do a trial now, I listen to it on the way to the courtroom and it's like, you've got one chance, one opportunity. And it's, and you and I talk about this, it's that you're the client's life and it's just, they've got one chance and and you're you're the only line of defense for them in that courtroom, and you're the one protecting them and and making sure their voice is heard and justice is achieved, and and that's so powerful. It's that that you know knowing that this is the the only shot there is. I don't think it's unique to you or me. I think there's a lot of lawyers like this, but um, taking that ownership of it and understanding the mag the magnitude of of what's happening, you know, mm -hmm. and, and understanding the gravity of the situation and what happens if we fail, you yeah. know, and, and taking that on, I, I know is something that drives me and drives you and, and drives all of us to, you know, it's not just we're collecting a paycheck and we're going home, right? It's, it's, we're committed to trying to make a difference in this person's life. And if we're not successful, there's some significant impact, uh, negative impacts of that. You're watching The Luke Bryan Show.